Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Vision Sundays are really important in the the calendar of a church because we get a chance to celebrate together all the things that God has been doing over the last year. Some of you will know some of it or lots of it, and there will be some things that you've never heard before. So although it's hot, please bear with us because we want to celebrate all of you together and all the things that God has done and celebrate God too. So we want to have a look back at what's been going on over the last year. So Grow Baby has had a really amazing year and has absolutely flourished. We open our doors to the public on a Monday. If you're new to Riverside and you don't know what this is, Grow Baby gives away second-hand clothes and equipment for children under five and their families that's been donated to us from the community. It's cleaned and it's sorted um, and then we pass it on to families who need it. We give away hundreds of pounds worth of equipment, beautiful equipment to people. Uh, buggy systems, cots, stair gates, sterilizers, those are the, all the kinds of equipment. And it really is a lifeline for so many people in these difficult times. We help between 20 to 30 families every single week. And this isn't just on a Monday. Throughout the week, uh, we have emergency calls from social workers and health visitors. And they're asking for help for their most vulnerable families. Some of the people have fled domestic violence and have just literally come here with nothing. Some people have come from another country and have nothing. And some people are just really struggling and can't afford to buy the things necessary for their pregnancy and for their baby. So we just donate usually everything that they need, which is amazing. Mandy has built a fantastic base of trust with these partners. And they know that Riverside is the place that when they need help for their families, they can call and we respond. And that's often when they've got nowhere else to turn to. So thank you to all of the amazing Grow Baby team, every single one of you, and especially Mandy, who does go above and beyond more than just on a Monday to make sure that we are showing God's love to people. We won't clap. Everyone will do a big clap at the end. Um, So pantry. We pivoted our pantry ministry, if you remember, for those of you around, to a more relational model. And we also launched our gift bag ministry. Now, Pantry still gives out emergency food bags uh, when practitioners contact us and we are the ones who respond and fill that gap when food bank can't. So food bank often have a couple of to three days delay on when they can turn things around. So again, we are known by Red Zebra, who are um, people that use uh, their social prescribers and they will contact us and say, we have a family, they're desperate. Also social workers, schools, flows, and we will be that stop gap. So we do still give out emergency food bags. We also make up gift bags full of treats and special things for people who are nominated, usually by folk here at Riverside, for your neighbours, your colleagues, your friends. And so far in the last few months, they've done over 40 gift bags. And they're all bespoke, and a lot of thought goes into making them really special for those individuals or families. And the team have regular feedback, and I know for the people who deliver, they often cry on the door when they are just so overwhelmed that they're getting this out-of-the-blue gift bag one lady sent this message just a note to thank you for your gift to me at a very bad time in my life I was in a lot of pain in my head feeling very down and God seemed far from me your action was truly a love gift from God to me thank you and that's just one of many many uh, testimonies that come in 
And then over the summer, we piloted a holiday hunger scheme that went amazingly well and ran very smoothly with the team. We chose to just support one school this time as it was a pilot, and we went to Briery, which is where we do hub, and we gave out food, well, we gave food for lunches for seven families, which was 24 children, and we did that every single week for six weeks. And relationships were formed over that time, which was really special, and we're hopefully going to build on that over the coming months with maybe some of those families coming along to the the hub. We're now looking at expanding that. So for October half term, we're praying and looking into whether we're going to be able to support four schools and uh, in the area. But once again, none of this could happen with our amazing volunteers. Uh, we have packers and sorters, food weighers, delivery drivers, and of course, two wonderful ladies at the helm, Sarah Davis and Jane Negus. Um, so thank you again to all of you who, who just help with pantry ministry. So Herne Bay Hub, we talked about at Last Vision Sunday that we were planning to launch Herne Bay Hub. Can you believe a year's gone by? And this is an expression of church once a month in a school on a Sunday morning where we just want to invite families to come along and do craft and activities and have food and play. And it's all free and it's a chance for us to show God's love to these families. And it was started last December um, with a Christmas theme morning, obviously. I said I'd be mentioning that word. Uh, but since then, it's been every month and it has gone from strength to strength. And it's really a flourishing space. And it's providing a great resource for the school and also for the community. And we're building up a great partnership with Briary School. Again, we couldn't do this without our, without our team of dedicated volunteers who once a month choose to not come here for their church service, but to go to Briary to serve a group of people um, that that we're encouraging and trying to show God's love to. So again, thank you massively. And then last year we talked about All Wrapped Up christmas we'd been doing something during the covid years and we decided last year we were going to really scale up and we talked about that and we certainly did that i think it blew all of our minds actually how scaled up it went we we ended up reaching families with over 320 children uh, which meant we gave away over a thousand presents to people in need over those two days giving parents and carers carers an amazing experience in the winter wonderland and we also gave away 280 food hampers this was all made possible because of your incredible donations of money and gifts and presents. But we were also hugely supported by supermarkets, businesses, local councillors from our community. Again, being trusted to deliver on what we say we would do, building on our reputation of being a generous church. And this also took many hours of volunteering, not just on the two days, but leading up to it, it was huge. And a big shout out to Sean and Jackie and Alan, who did lots on a spreadsheet, and Catherine, who ran the day, because they were incredible. But actually, there were so many of you that volunteered on those two days and made that happen. So once again, thank you to everybody, because, you know, we're delivering on what we say we're going to do. This year, we're hoping to go bigger, um, but we're going to talk more about that in the next few weeks. That's enough about Christmas on this hot day. Um, we also talked about rooms six and seven round the corner and said that we needed to knock those through to make a bigger space for kingfishers because they were outgrowing their room. And as you can see, this was done. If you've not had a look, do feel free to have a look around there. And that made a bigger sort of L-shaped space for the kingfishers to go in. And it really has made a massive difference. Leanne said that the children are much happier and more settled. And as you can see, those flags are what they're collecting of the, the different countries that Tina is visiting because they uh, kind of look after Tina and pray for her so that's really lovely space
Now, all the ministries I've just talked about only happen because of the amazing serving culture that we have at Riverside, where everyone gets to play their part and everyone makes a difference. You get involved, which is so wonderful. There are many other places, not just the ones that I've mentioned today, in all of our Sunday teams, media, PA, welcome, refreshments, reception, and then our kids' teams, our youth teams, our worship teams, SLT, trust board, life group leaders, plus lots of other areas. All of this is done by volunteers. All the seen stuff and the unseen things where people step into into the gap to help and support those in our community that don't yet know Jesus and whatever is going on at Riverside. There's so much that is unseen and we want to just shout out to all those people who just get on and volunteer and do things that sometimes make a massive difference in a ministry but are not the ones that are front-facing. That's our culture here at Riverside and we are so proud of every one of you because Riverside could not and would not function without you. So thank you so, so much to each and every one of you. And if you feel left out of the party and you feel... (laughs) I'm not volunteering or I'm not part of any of these ministries or I'm not on a Sunday team, then we would love to have you come and join a team. It makes a massive difference. It helps you make friends. It helps you feel you're contributing to the bigger picture of Riverside. So I want to encourage you today, if you're fairly new to church or if you've been here forever or if you've had a break from serving, come and chat to me. We would love to place you in a team where you will thrive. Also, I would just want to add at this point that me and Simon work with the best staff team ever and we could not and would not be able to do our job without our amazing staff team who constantly support us and do many, many things that none of you see. So massive shout out and thank you to our staff team. So can we just give a huge round of applause to everybody that I've just mentioned? You're thanking yourself, thanking your neighbour, your friend. Um, And just, yeah, thank you from me and Simon for everything that you do. We love Riverside and we are super proud of it, but we are super proud of you because literally we could not do 1% of anything that goes on here. Right then, towards the end of last year, also we were talking about sending our daughter Tina off uh, on an overseas mission uh, on the Logos Hope. She's now been on the ship for eight months, would you believe? Um, And she's flourishing as a senior watchman in the engine department, which is so ironic and funny. I say this often, but you might remember when she first did her share of what she was going to do, one of the absolute dreads was that she would be put in engine because she has no background of anything like that. But do you know what? What she does have is an attitude of hard work and, and, and she'll put her hand up to do anything. So when she was put in engine, it was a really hard thing for her because she thought she'd be people facing. And, but they wanted to challenge her and she has grown and grown over the last eight months and she gets her hands dirty, her whole body dirty, actually. She goes, she crawls into tiny, spaces she cleans bilge pumps out she does such hard work and she's now a senior watchman because the new recruits have just joined the ship so she's now one that will train the new people and she has huge responsibility and so we're very proud of her not just because she's our daughter but but she's on overseas mission and representing God and Riverside to so many people she's also in various dance teams and drama clubs as you can imagine and she's part of the meet the world um, production that, that happens every time they go to a new port so far she's ministered in lots of countries in the Middle East but now they're starting like an East Africa tour and she's based in Mombasa, Kenya for the next month or so and then they'll be going to South Africa and West Africa so that's where she is at the moment 
she has had to work incredibly hard and it's not all easy. Please continue to pray for her. She's faced a lot of challenges, two of them being, well, one of them being that she's had two very stormy sails of a whole week each where there was no let up. It's not like going on a cruise where they just choose the nice seas. Where they were sailing to, they were warned it was going to be very rough and there were two weeks, separate weeks of sailing where it was continual. I mean, I've seen videos and I would not be on that ship. But, you know, she, she did it and she wasn't sick, which was amazing because she's very, very travel sick. I can't tell you how travel sick she is, even at her age. Um, but she hasn't been sick. She's got on with her job in the heat, sometimes up to 50 degrees down in the engine room. You think this is hot. She's been working in 40 to 50 degrees and she's just managed it and, and coped and not been too scared and managed to get there. So please continue to pray for her that she'll just grow into all that God wants her. And if you don't receive her updates and you would like to, then come and tell me and I will add you to our emailing list because I send them out for her. Just a quick building update. We were looking to refurb phase 3A space for the youth activities. And this is the part of the building that's just at the bottom of the ramp by the, the lower lounge in the cafe through the doors. And we've actually begun that. The uh, double glazed windows have been installed high level. There's another block to go in, but that started. And then hopefully in the coming weeks, we're going to be insulating the whole space, fitting a heating and cooling system and putting doors into create a separation for those two areas. So hopefully that is happening very soon and this space will also be used on a Monday to receive grow baby clients which is very exciting so that we we plan to incorporate some large sort of bespoke storage to help that ministry as well so we've we've come to that place where grow baby can house be housed not the storage but the meeting the clients in that area too at the moment, we're holding the next section, which we call th- phase 3B, just a bit lightly. We just, we've said things in the past where we thought what, what it was going to be, but actually we're not sure what God wants to do with that part of the building. And so we're just praying. It could be many things. It could um, house other ministries or t- social enterprise projects we're thinking of. So we're just not committing to what that's going to be. I know we've said in the past and we've done lovely drawings of what we thought it was going to be, but as things have happened and COVID and and as things are growing we just really feel God's maybe moving us in another direction so yeah watch that space for that we're just praying so the cafe in the early part of this year hopefully you all noticed that we refurbed the lower lounge we had an unexpected um, gift to be able to do that and that was really lovely just to create a different warmer um, space for people to go into and, and people do love that it's a great place and then last week I don't know if you noticed but we painted uh, the other two spaces left in the upper lounge area to match Um, and they've also this week launched a brand new cafe website which is very exciting this is for the public just to see everything that the cafe does which is a lot so can I encourage you because you may not know all the things that they do it's riverside-cafe.org if you can't remember that there is also a link off our riverside page to the cafe and thanks to Jackie and Lydia who've done an amazing job getting that ready and all the cafe staff team who again make the cafe such a wonderful space Many different partners and clients use our building throughout the week. And if you only come on a Sunday, you probably don't know that. And it's a shame because you don't see how buzzing it is in the week if you're not able to come, which is fair enough. 
We host events, we have team meetings with the cafe supporting with refreshments and often doing huge uh, lunch buffets for the conferences. We also host many community organisations who come and hold their meetings here and one of those is the blood donor people. They all they use this room. I don't know if any of you have given blood here but we, is a, we are a space that is used for that in the community too. Kim does a fantastic job of overseeing all our bookings and events on the day and often gets feedback sent to her for the whole team and it was it was really great the, the other day we had this message from an NHS client it was lovely to meet you in person today I was visiting Riverside Church for the first time and it was such a positive experience very warm and welcoming I would also like to appreciate and highlight the wonderful gesture from one of your lovely members of the catering team I had to leave early as mentioned this morning around lunchtime and the staff member was very kind to get me an assortment of vegetarian lunch in a box I'm so sorry that in the rush I could not ask her name Please convey my thanks and the attitude and offer came naturally. These acts of kind gesture make a huge difference and is a rarity. Please receive and convey my thanks. That is what we try and do here at Riverside. We try and go above and beyond to just show God's love in any way to whoever uses our building. That was a a large group of NHS clients and it was really lovely to receive that. It says in the Bible in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 12 that the way we lead our daily lives should win the respect of those who don't yet know Jesus. And we're proud that everything we do here at Riverside, everything that's happening is enabling us to win the respect of the wider community and achieve that goal. We feel that we have gained respect from people through what we do day in and day out and that's, that reputation is growing. We just try to show kindness across the whole staff team, across everybody that comes here in the ministries and be good for everyone who comes through the door and we really pray that we continue to be a good representation of Jesus. I'm not going to have a rest and a pause because I'm getting no air up here <laughs> and I'm going to hand over to Simon to talk about finances. <laughs> I get the interesting bits. Okay, thank you. Finances. Okay, let's quickly look at our finances. So, uh, first of all, I just echo um, everything Keely said, just, uh, just how much we value the culture and the teams and the people here at Riverside. We are quite a unique space, quite a unique organisation, and when people encounter us, they are often just blown away by, by what they find. We had one person in uh, this week who said, I've been trying to find a place like Riverside in London, and I can't. I can't. F- it's not just your the way you, your building is laid out. The the kind of it's it's it's, it's what's here. You know, I can't find that that thing that's here in in London. And I want to. And I said, well, well, actually, Kim was chatting to me about this and trying to explain. That's the God bit. Um, that's kind of the spirituality. That's the culture. But yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? That people come in here and they receive that unique um, sense of the Holy Spirit lingering here uh, because of you, the way you worship, the way you serve. So, yeah, let's get into um, figures. So, income. So, we have uh, income comes into Riverside from a number of different sources. It comes from regular generous giving from you guys, uh, and uh, that's enhanced by gift aid. So, what gift aid does, it turns every pound you give into £1.25 if you're a UK taxpayer. So, I'd encourage you, if you don't gift aid, it's a really simple thing to do, and it massively increases the effectiveness of your giving. Uh, slice number two there, we generate income, the yellow one, from hiring out our spaces to different people. We have kind of the, um, the secular side of the business, which is trying to uh, provide high-quality space for businesses and organisations, and that enables us to subsidise our other spaces for charities or even give away space for free for community organisations. That works really well in the way that we use our space. Um, and the Charity Commission, they love 
organizations like ours to have multiple income streams that helps to create robustness and resilience in an organization like ours so it's great that we can use the space to generate income and generate resilience uh, in that way the cafe also generates income that big blue wedge there and um, the cafe so they not only have their tool takings but they also do external catering for companies the sandwiches go out from here and they provide all the catering for the different events that go on uh, in the space and they provide an incredible job uh, at doing that we receive designated gifts uh, into our compassion ministries, so Grow Baby, Pantry, all wrapped up. Some people give for general welfare giving, so that all goes into our designated giving there, which is set aside for those particular compassion ministries. That might seem like a lot of money, but just to give you an idea, all wrapped up last year was probably worth around £20,000 worth of spend uh, to actually generate something like that. And obviously we didn't pay for all that, but that's the value of a, of a ministry like that happening in a community like ours. So... Um, we want to be a church that is known for our generosity, so we want to keep being generous, and God keeps sort of backfilling what we need to do that. So this year, again, we're going out to the community to say, help us be generous to those in need this Christmas. Other, other income comes from things like savings and different things in our accounts. So that's our, that's our income, just over £300,000 to date. That's only to the end of August. Um, that's where we are in this particular financial year. We run January to December. We spend money in many different ways. Uh, staff and ministries, obviously a large chunk of what we do here at Riverside, enabling all the different things that take place associated with pastoral uh, and ministry going out of the church. We have the Riverside Cafe running costs, um, the staff and everything that goes into that, even down to the ingredients to bake the cakes, uh, all goes into there. But the cafe is running at a nice profit at the moment, which is fantastic. We don't run that um, business as a profit. It's really the heart and welcome of the church, but they are generating profit for us about six, seven K to date this year, which is fantastic because they want to be wise stewards of what they do, and that's wonderful. But we tr do try and keep our prices down and, and be competitive and generous to those who come to us. We've only just recently put our coffee prices up because our actual coffee beans had escalated exponentially. So we, we felt we just needed to put a slight increase in there. So that ministry is running really well. Uh, our compassion ministries there, you can see in the yellow going out there. So we've got £11,000 so far this year, and obviously that will escalate throughout the year, and obviously that a big chunk will be spent on the all-wrapped-up project at the end of the year. Operations, well, you see a big chunk of money there goes to just keeping the lights on, uh, keeping the heating on, keeping the cooling on, running the fans. Um, you know, it's a large building to run, so we do obviously have a, a lot of associated costs with that, and that's everything to keep this place as you see, operationally functioning in a safe uh, and up-to-date way, week on, week out. Partners, we give a lot of money away to different partner organisations. So here they are, all the different people that we give uh, financial support to throughout the year. We donate to these organisations to help them flourish. And um, so some of them are local, some of them are further afield, some of them are larger, some of them are smaller. If you don't know who some of them are, come and chat to me afterwards and I'll explain uh, why we come alongside those different organisations. We also give one-off donations as God leads. So last year we gave just over £2,000 to the UNICEF Ukraine Appeal because we felt God led us to do that. So we also try and respond to the Holy Spirit. These are our standing orders, but we also give as the Lord leads. And then lastly, we have a mortgage, um, which we pay out uh, every year. When we, bought this, when we came into this building in April 2016, that mortgage was 620000 now it's down to 445000 Isn't that fantastic? So we're chewing our way through that mortgage. Uh, we've done a few overpayments there as well. So we're making our way through that, which is fantastic. So uh, expenditure date, 33357. 
So the astute amongst you will have worked out there's a 32k deficit between our income and our expenditure. But that's okay, because we're not at the end of the year yet, and God always does seem to provide for us. So well, I think when I stood up here last year and showed you some charts, we were 37k adrift, but by the end of the year, God sort of sorts that out for us. So, um, so we, uh, we continue to be generous, we continue to try and steward money in what we feel is the right way. I want to thank you again this morning. If you give to Riverside and you, you help support all the ministries that we've just talked about so far. So thank you so much. And if you haven't yet chosen to give somewhere in your life, I've said to you many times, giving is a discipleship thing. So Jesus encouraged you to give. So if you're not giving, why not give to us? Because we're doing some great stuff. So I encourage you to, to help support all the stuff that uh, God is doing through the life of the church. And you've seen this morning and heard about some of the impact of your generosity. It does change lives. It makes a massive, massive difference. Okay, I'm going to hand back over to Keely. So 18 months ago, uh, we took the church on a journey to become a safe and welcoming space for all people where everyone is celebrated and affirmed without any form of discrimination. It was a challenging and a courageous journey for us to go on as a church. And we concluded by asking the Riverside family to adopt a yielded consensus. Excuse me, paper stuck. This means that when we personally come to different theological positions on things, we choose to yield our differences to create a space and focused on the love of God and welcoming people into this family. And this is essentially what the Apostle Paul was saying um, when he encourages in his letter to Colossians to bear with one another and put on love, which binds us together in perfect unity. Since we began this journey, we have increased our connection with the LGBTQ plus society, the community in our area, to reach such a place of trust that Simon and I were asked to go and do the closing speech at Herne Bay Pride last Saturday. We had the opportunity that we did, they didn't ask us what or tell us anything to say. They gave us free reign, but we felt that it was an opportunity for us to apologise for any hurt caused by the church, the global church, and to reiterate God's love for all people through Jesus. We felt it was a huge honour and an expression of trust to be able to speak to hundreds of people who had gathered there. Our choice together as a church to become a safe and welcoming space where no one is judged or discriminated against has had and is having a massive impact in people's lives every day and we want you to know that. Individuals and families are joining our church specifically because we are an affirming church. They tell us they want to be part of an affirming church. They want their children to grow up in an affirming place. That's what we're hearing. People are seeking us out so that they can be part of this. They want their children to be part of a church where the foundation is love and acceptance for everyone. Now, Laura and Emily joined our church about a year ago, and they are getting married next week. We shared with you a few months ago, and they got engaged. I've asked them to share a little bit about their journey and what being part of Riverside means to them. So if we can give them a huge welcome. I don't know what they're going to say, <laughs> but I'm just going to hand the mic over to Laura first. <laughs> thank you. We just wanted to take a few moments just to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for welcoming us to your community. Um, we began our relationship in the midst of so much uncertainty, um, but God at that time promised that he'd make a way for us, and we really feel that that way has led us to all of you. 
Um, it's meant so much to us that we can start our marriage as part of a loving, accepting community um, and the people that accept us as we are and to be able to serve and worship God in a place where there aren't limits or fears or restrictions has been so healing for us and such a blessing for us. And we know that that's going to become part of the foundation of the marriage that we want to build. Um, we're just so grateful to all of you for the courage you showed to step out in faith 18 months ago um, and begin the journey of becoming an inclusive church. I know everyone's at different points in that journey with different theologies and beliefs, but it's such a beautiful thing to be in a place that's safe, um, where those differences can be held in love and mutual respect for one another, um, and to be part of a church where we're united in love for Jesus and our worship for God and our communal service for God is just such a beautiful, beautiful church. So thank you. Um, so when I was praying about what to say, because I'm not as a, uh, well, I don't talk as well as Laura. Um, so <laughs> when I was praying about what to say, God gave me a word for the church that I'd like to share. Um, and he said, shout to the heavens, shout to the heavens. Tell everyone that your church is really free. Open the doors wide. The sheep will come. Open the doors. My lost sheep will come. For freedom, they will come. This is the anointed place to free the lost. Your church is the beginning. And I just felt as I heard God say this to me, that he wanted to provide you with encouragement and hope for the next steps in your journey. Well, our family journey. Um, as being a church that isn't just inclusive to the LGBTQ plus community, but to everyone all the people who have felt out of place, overlooked, or judged in a traditional church setting and need an accepting place to call home. Where even though differences in theology, opinions, and even ways of life still stand, there is a mutual respect and love for each other. A love that lets everyone feel welcomed and makes room for our Holy Spirit to do his best work. That's the people we are. And I just, on top of that, want to say a massive thank you to Simon and Keeley. Um, just for loving us the way you have, nurturing us through our steps into this church, and supporting us into our future marriage. You are beautiful humans with the most wonderful hearts. And I just can't wait to see what us as a church are going to do next. Thank you so much. Thank you. We are going to be blessing Laura and Emily at their ceremony next week. We have that honour and privilege. But we would love it if we could all pray together for them this morning as a church family. So you've been sitting a long time. So why don't you use this opportunity to stand, stretch your legs a bit. And if you feel comfortable to stretch your hand out, maybe just pray in your heart. Um, we are going to pray God's best for both of these beautiful women. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you for Laura and Emily. We thank you for their testimony. We thank you for the way they enrich us, God. And uh, we thank you for their faithful commitment to each other that will be expressed uh, in marriage, God, before you. And Lord, we just pray you would continue to be the center of their relationship. As they deepen their commitment to each other, God, they would deepen their communion with you. 
and God, they would enrich each other, God. They would become more than individuals, God, united in you, God, through you. God, they will just be an incredible blessing, God, an expression of your kingdom love and your kingdom grace, God, to those around them. So, Lord, we ask for the... Uh, we ask for all the logistics to go well. We ask for all the, the wed men to be easy. And God, we just pray that you be the heart of that day, the heart of that ceremony, God. And your Holy Spirit would touch all those present. And God, you'll be enlarging hearts. You'll be enlarging hearts with your love. You'll be creating new wineskins, God, where your love could stretch and fill. And God, we thank you for these guys. We thank you for the way they've, they've come to us, God. We thank you for the blessing they are to Riverside. And we ask your blessing on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Give me a big round of applause, guys. Thank you. Okay, so off the back of that, we want to talk about a new gathering we plan to do once a month. It's called Open Space. Now, once a month, we have an evening gathering called Worship Space, which many of you come to. It's happening this evening, a chance to really connect with the Holy Spirit, a place of kind of worship and freedom. And we want to complement that with a second meeting called Open Space, which will happen once a month as well. And this is a place to explore, a place to discuss, a place to reflect, and a place to grow. As I mentioned in my talk last week, in life we pass through many different seasons and those different seasons pose different questions to us at different times. And we need safe spaces where we can get together and we can be honest and we can talk and we can reflect and we can think and we can bring our questions and we can bring our doubts without the fear of being judged. We need places where we can explore different viewpoints, different perspectives, hear different testimonies, places where we can grow together in God. In Jesus' day, uh, a Jewish disciple would sit down with a rabbi and sit down with the, uh, the Torah and the wisdom writings and they would do what's called midrash. They would talk together about how do we apply what we read about in the Bible to our lives? How do we apply this in our given situation? They would midrash uh, the scriptures together. And one of the vulnerabilities we have as modern people is we, we can get a Bible put into our hand in all sorts of different ways, on our phone, in physical form. And often we're taught in church, you go away and you have your quiet time, you sit down, you read your Bible on your own. And that's okay, and that's okay to that devotionally. But sometimes we need people around who we can talk to about what we're reading or what we're trying to apply from the scriptures. How does this work on the ground? In Jesus' day, one rabbi might have a slightly different interpretation to another rabbi. Uh, You go to one rabbi and they would say, well, rabbi, help me understand. It says in the scriptures, don't work on the Sabbath. So what does that mean? What does work mean? Is is picking up this piece of paper defined as work? And one rabbi would say, yes, that's clearly work. Don't pick up your paper. And one rabbi said, well, no, I don't class that as work. I think that's okay to do. And so rabbis would midrash together around the scriptures to try and help people understand and how to apply what they found in their, in their wisdom writings in the Torah at the time. Jesus himself, he challenged the Pharisees, didn't he, once he said, is healing on the Sabbath work? Uh, showing mercy to someone on the Sabbath, showing mercy to an animal on the Sabbath, is that work? If your donkey fell into a ditch, would you get it out? And they have scratched their heads and they go, is, is, that, is that right? Is that wrong? What do we do? How do we apply? 
And so we want open space to be a place where we can kind of mid-rush together. We can look at different topics and subjects together, and we can think and reflect and discuss. And what we're not trying to do, which often the church is very good at doing but doesn't really, isn't really helpful, is giving you the one right answer. Okay, the one right answer to this question is this. Let me tell you, there's very few single answers to questions you face in life. We might have some gathered wisdom, we might have some gathered perspectives, but we're not looking to come up with the one specific single answer. So let's unpack what open space will be uh, for you. So once a month, evening gathering to explore aspects of the Christian faith. So we're looking to sit down together and explore and think and reflect. The first thing I want to say is we're not expecting everyone to come to open space. Not everyone comes to worship space, and this isn't a three-line whip that you need to come to open space. How will it work? Well, be primed with one or more topics or perspectives to help us think wider about maybe an aspect of God or an aspect of Scripture, to create a deeper understanding. So I want to prime the pump with our first um, session, uh, looking at some videos that describe, try and address some of the weirdness that you find in your Bible. Have you ever noticed your Bible's a bit weird? If you haven't, you haven't read it, okay? So if you've read your Bible, you'll find it's got some weirdness baked into it, some strange things, some odd things. Sometimes things don't make sense. And so we want to talk, begin by looking at how do we, how do we, how do we address that? What, what, what is that? And why is that there? And how can, we, how can we grow in our understanding about God and not just go, ooh, I don't understand that. But how can we look at some of those aspects? So we're going to begin our first session maybe looking at some of that weirdness that seems to be in our Bibles and talking together about what, why might that be there? Why might that be present in the scriptures? And I said, we're not looking to find the one right answer. Okay, so if you're coming with the right answer, can I suggest you, through a yieldy consensus, put it down to maybe listen to someone else's perspective or someone else's ideas and what they might think on that particular thing. Because as Keely said, creating a place of inclusion uh, is all about creating a place of, of safety and respecting each other. Um, treating each other with love and respect, even if you have different opinions or different ideas on different things. And this is really, really important because uh, as a body of people, the church always holds slightly different perspectives and, we, and we're often not very good at bringing those to the fore. But what we want to do with something like open space is encourage that place of inclusion where we can journey together and we can find different perspectives and different understandings, even though we mo- might hold different opinions at a given point in time. And Keely said this morning that that great verse uh, in Galatians, bear with one another. And what that means is don't keep trying to put each other right. You know, bear with each other, listen to each other, hear each other, put on love to protect unity. So that's what we'll try and do and continue to foster with things like open space. It's going to be an informal sort of gathering. We worship as such. We'll sit around tables. We'll chat. We'll use our, our media. And we'll have a space just to kind of mid-rush together and explore together. And hopefully you'll go out of something like uh, that evening feeling you've got a deeper understanding. You've got a, a wider understanding. You've heard a perspective you haven't heard before. So the, we've got three dates coming up for this. Uh, October the 1st, November the 5th, and December the 3rd are the three that we've put in before Christmas. So if you fancy coming along and doing a bit of mid together, come on to Open Space and uh, we'll explore scripture uh, and uh, God together. Okay? I'm going to pass back to Keely. Uh, where am I? <laughs> uh, the last thing we want to tell you about um, before Simon does a very short talk. Don't worry. It's very short. Isn't it, Simon? 
It's getting shorter by the minute. Um, we've been to wildfires for the past few years, since it started actually, but it's becoming increasingly expensive. And so a lot of people haven't been able to come along. And actually it's changing next year. It's coming away from Big Church Day Out and it's moving to the Bank Holiday Weekend. So we knew there was changes coming. But the thing that we love most about a camping weekend, a church camping weekend, is all the conversations that you have around your tent, building friendships and community with those people that you might not rub alongside on a Sunday you might never meet them but actually when you're living as it were outside with people and just having fun and sitting up late at night and chatting that's what's really beautiful about a church weekend away so we aren't officially going to wildfires next year we thought let's do our own riverside camping weekend and we have found a place to do it so it's at Hope Hill campsite in Mepham is that right Mepham it looks like that. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of the fields. It's a great space. It's a scout place. And me and Martin have been to visit it. And that's a map. And it's going to be the 28th to the 30th of June. That's Friday to Sunday. However, if you wanted to book time off work um, and come for longer, we've got it from the Thursday till the Monday morning. So if you wanted to make a longer space for it or you wanted to... Um, just come and put your tent up on the Thursday, go to work and then be ready on the Friday. We can talk about this near the time, but it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, it's only about 40 minutes drive from here, which is absolutely great. So even if you don't want to camp, <laughs> you can drive there and visit us on a daily basis if you want to. We won't be having Sunday church here because it's not too far enough away that we can't all join together. So we'll be having our Sunday service there, either in the open air but there is also a building if it rains. Obviously, you have to have contingencies in this country. So we will have our Sunday service there on the 30th of June. We'll sort lift shares and stuff out for those who don't drive. So everyone hopefully will come together on the Sunday at the very least. But be thinking, put that date in your diary because we would love to have a great camping weekend. So the Friday to the Sunday will like be the content. There's loads of great things to do, woodland and nature and walks. And I won't tell you it all there'll be lots more information coming out we just wanted you to be excited and put that date in your diary <laughs> i'm just looking at what else i've got to say no simon you are going to close very high speed <laughs> thank you for listening and continue yeah there'll be ice lollies coming around no oh, be okay just to just to bring things into land so you've obviously heard a lot of information and we've only compressed so much into today but um because we're close to so much that goes on. We want to make sure you understand just the breadth and expanse of what's happening through Riverside. Um, yeah, so it says in, in Galatians, since we live by the Spirit, let's try and keep in step with the Spirit. And the imagery here is like a, a marching band or a marching military. And we're not going too fast, not going too slow, not getting ahead, not lagging behind. And being a Spirit-led people means trying to keep in step with the pace of God in our lives and in our organisations. And that's what we try and do at Riverside. We're trying to keep in step with what we feel the Spirit is saying to us through the different expressions of ministry that happen. Um, and that's why we have Vision Sunday, so we can look back and celebrate and see what God's done, but also look forward with expectation of what God's going to do. And we always do this in a reverent, open-handed way, because God always goes beyond what we think. He always goes beyond what we, what we can imagine. Uh, James, the brother of Jesus, he warns us in his letter in the scripture, says, you know, don't boast about tomorrow. Don't say you're going to go and do this thing or that thing. He actually says you ought to be much more humble if it's the Lord's will. If it's the Lord's will, we'll do this or we'll do that. And we're trying to 
submit our thinking and our prayers and our operations into God's hands. God, if it's your will, that's why we're holding um, phase 3B so lightly again, because we feel like God may be stirring something to happen in that space. So we don't want to superimpose our plans on top of what God may be wanting to do. And similarly, the camping weekend, we feel it'd be nice to create a space of connection and Holy Spirit activity. So we're being led by the Holy Spirit, trying to sort of follow, keep up, keep in step with what God is doing. God always does more. It says in Ephesians, God's able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his great power working within us. So whatever we plan to do, God always comes and tops it. God always does more. The kingdom is always growing and expanding. And we find ourselves often in church running to keep up with the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us not to put out the Spirit's flame. I'll come back in a second. Don't quench the, the fire of the Spirit. And we do everything we can to try and fan the flames of the Spirit, fan the flames of Holy Spirit activity in the life of the church. As I was praying and thinking about today, I was drawn to the imagery that Jesus used uh, in the garden of the, of the mustard seed being planted that grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that even the birds can perch in its shade. This was a, a drawing that was given to Riverside back in 2017 by somebody at a prayer meeting. And uh, it says the sense they had that was that Riverside would grow to become a huge tree covering and sheltering the town with good fruit. And I think this is the vision that God continues to have for us as a church. That will become this expanding presence in the area with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. When Jesus uses imagery, the, the branches are like the kingdom of God extending and the birds are like people finding home, finding family, finding security, finding a safe place, finding a place where they can sort of roost and grow and be nurtured. And I'm constantly amazed at how many connections Riverside has and it continues to generate into the community. We've recently been picked by B&Q around the corner for a £1,000 worth of work in our grounds because we, they just like us and they want to come and work with us. And the guy who manages the store in the corner is responsible for the whole of Kent, sort of na- the neighbourly scheme. And he came in here and he was blown away once again by... Riverside and what we do and what our ethos is. So, again, a partnership developing there with a local business. But we know there's much, much more that God wants to do, more than we can ask or imagine. Just like this picture, he wants our roots to go deeper and he wants our branches to go wider. As we deepen our relationship with Jesus, then the kingdom expands through us and we know more and more of his love, more and more of his work in our lives. We want to be a place that brings so much shelter and blessing to our town where people from all sorts of different backgrounds can come and just find a place where they can experience safety and love and welcome. It feels like God's invitation to the table is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. He wants to make more and more spaces at that table so people can come and just enjoy the hospitality of you and the hospitality of the Lord. And that fruit is the fruit of changed lives in the community. The fruit of changed lives as God's love touches people through all that we do. And we also know the seeds of the kingdom are being scattered far and wide up and down these coastlands. They will take root in different places and we'll begin to see God's love bubbling up. So our job as church is to keep pace with the ever-expanding nature of the kingdom. And I'm sorry if you came here for a rest, it's the wrong place to come. You know, if you just want to come and rest in church, you can, you can rest and you can receive rest, but we're part of a dynamic, dynamic expression 
that God is bringing into the face of the earth. You know, the kingdom is moving. The Father's always working. And, and you and I form that tree, that kingdom tree that, whose branches are extending that Jesus talked about. And together, joined together in Christ's love, we are expanding, extending God's reach outward as each of us does the work that's assigned to us. Each of us play our part. See, in the kingdom, no one's a passenger. In the kingdom, the scripture tells us that everybody is playing their part, their unique part that God has called them to play. Kingdom vision isn't a good idea. It isn't just a, a great plan. It's, it's God's plan. It's God's best plan. The church is God's manifold wisdom. Manifold means visible. The church is God's visible wisdom made known to the earth. And you and I get caught up in the things of God. We get caught up in the activity of God, the ministry of God. We get caught up in serving our community. We get caught up in serving each other. We get caught up in this wind of the Spirit. And all we've talked about today is just a tiny foretaste of the kingdom that God is bringing and expanding in our area. A tiny view through a small window into the heart of God for our communities. But I want to challenge you this morning. Our biggest challenge as a church in our culture at this time is how do we continually dethrone ourselves and enthrone Jesus? Because we live in a culture that enthrones the self. Continually enthrones the self. So we, you and me, we need to continue. Hey, Lord, how do I get off the throne and invite you onto the throne? How do I put you back into your place on a continual basis? When Jesus spoke of the way of the cross, he said this. He said, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. Well, anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And what Jesus was talking about there was for the kingdom advance, it requires sacrifice. It requires investment. It requires a denial of the self. It requires a little bit of dying on our part so the kingdom can be invested in. And the kingdom of God advances when you and I sow our lives into the activity of God. When we choose to give our time when we choose to give our energy, when we choose to give our money, when we choose to give our talents, all these things are sowing into the activity of the kingdom. And we're following Jesus' example, who himself was fully sown into the ground on behalf of the kingdom. And whatever you put into God's hands, he does multiply. Whatever seeds you place in his hand, he will bring forth kingdom multiplication. Something that costs you, if you give it to God, It will be multiplied for the benefit of the kingdom. So your choice to serve, your choice to use your gifts and talents, your choice to give, your choice to go the extra mile, your choice to be kind to someone who doesn't deserve it, your choice to forgive, your choice to bless, your choice to demonstrate compassion. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sowing into the life of the kingdom. And all these things do and will bring forth kingdom multiplication. And that's what we're seeing here at Riverside. You are sowing your lives into kingdom soil, and God is growing a great tree. A great tree will provide shelter for more and more people in the area. I want to remind you this morning, this is the cruciform life. 
This is the way of the cross. You give up a little bit of yourself for the benefits of the kingdom. You sow your life into Jesus. You pick up your cross daily and the kingdom extends. So I want to encourage you this morning to really look forward with expectation. Because we're running and holding on to the coattails of the Holy Spirit in this area. Because God is doing so much, so much. Open your eyes to see. Jesus said, open your eyes and see the fields are ripe for harvest. Get God to give you vision, get you to see through kingdom eyes. and You'll see opportunity at every corner. The scripture says, don't conform to the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is the enthroning of the self. But instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. I'm praying for the mind of Christ for all of us this morning. And as we sow a bit of ourselves on behalf of the kingdom, we'll see more ministries, more connections, more lives changed, more fruit. And that kingdom spread will continue. And the beautiful thing is we're only one little tiny part of the jigsaw. Because God is working through so many organizations, so many churches, so many people. But we do have our part to play. So if you're able, why don't you stand we'll just pray to finish. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the incredible privilege of being able to journey with you. And we thank you for all that you're doing. All that you're doing, God. How you always exceed our expectation. So Lord, help us to play our part. Would you speak to us today? Would you show us how to follow your example? Sowing into the kingdom. Dethroning ourselves and enthroning you that we may... Lord, your word says if we do that, we'll be able to test and approve what your perfect plan is. As we dethrone ourselves, you give us the mind of Christ and we can see you more clearly. We can see what you're doing more clearly. We can join in more easily. So God, would you help us to be countercultural in the right way, God? So your love and grace could extend and these boughs of this tree of the kingdom could extend. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside. <laughs>